podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello there guys, Daniel Childs back here again for my team selector ahead of the game against Southampton tomorrow in the Premier League. 3pm kickoff at Stamford Bridge. It's a tense game for Chelsea, it really is. Even if it is coming up against an opponent who are currently without a permanent manager, bottom of the Premier League, lost 9 of their last 10 Premier League games. It's, it's a team Chelsea absolutely should be putting away with ease. But given all the circumstances of this season, given the form of Chelsea in recent weeks and and most of the season as well not many people would put firm money on Chelsea doing the job or at least doing the job very comfortably so it's a big test and I think that it's a, it's a test of Chelsea's mentality to go out there and put all of those worries uh, to bed and go out there and comfortably put in a performance an assured performance but also a productive performance where Chelsea can show they do have a bit of an end product even if you know Chelsea are expected to beat Southampton tomorrow if, if Chelsea win 3-4-0 three, three, I think most people, especially outside of Chelsea, will shrug their shoulders. But that it still will be an important win for Chelsea because they have to start getting some results. These players have to start showing an end product um, to kind of really get this year, this season into some sort of flow and positive mood before before the end of it. So going to look at Southampton, obviously going to look at the team news from Graham Potts press conference and then give you my predicted lineup for the game tomorrow. If you're new around here, hit that subscribe button and a notification bell so you don't miss any of the uploads on the channel. If you're listening on the podcast feed, thank you so much for tuning in. Son of Chelsea is a part of the 90 min podcast network but let's look at Southampton firstly as I've already mentioned lost nine of their last 10 Premier League games it's funny when I did the Borussia Dortmund preview on Tuesday and I did sort of the last five graphic if you are listening on the podcast you know the graphic I have up in front of me is looking at Southampton's last lineup and looking at their last five games and the form table for Borussia Dortmund was all green there's a little bit of green. There's there's one win in the last five for Southampton, but it has been a very, very bleak season for Southampton. And of course, no permanent manager now. They sacked Nathan Jones after only 95 days in charge. That was after sacking Ralph Hassenhutl. Jones didn't have the impact that I think that the club hoped he would after the World Cup. It hasn't worked there. It's been a bad relationship and it's ended now and, and the search for the next manager goes on because it seemed like Jesse Marsh was going to take over after being sacked by Leeds. I think it was last week. And I know a lot of Chelsea fans on, on social media when they saw the news about Nathan Jones and then saw the news around Jesse Marsh is like the curse of facing the new manager bounce. But that isn't the case now. So Ruben Seles is taking temporary charge for Southampton um, for the foreseeable until they find that permanent head coach. But, you know, you look back to the reverse fixture all the way back in August when Thomas Tuchel was still Chelsea's head coach. Uh, a 2-1 defeat at St. Mary's uh, with Romeo Lavia, a player that Chelsea uh, reportedly were interested in, scored a brilliant goal. And I think it was Armstrong who scored the winner that night. A bleak night for Chelsea and we've had quite a few, but, you know, it was a, a very different time, I think, for Southampton. They had all these young players that they'd invested in over the summer and there was a sense that, sure, they could be con- inconsistent, but there's still talent within there. But it just has not worked out at all. It's, it's been a spiral down. And at the moment, they are facing relegation to the Championship. The first time since 2012. Um, so it's been a long time in the Premier League. But that, that model of investing in young players, you know, you think all the way back to Mauricio Pochettino and Ronald Koeman and some of the players they have had over the years. Very difficult to keep that track record going, but it does feel like one of these clubs that has kind of lost their way a little bit uh, behind the scenes of, of being sort of... Uh, 
talks about as a smart club um, of, of investing properly, of having a good academy set up, of, of integrating those players into the first team. And it just seems like things haven't clicked. And it's not like there's no talent within this squad. It's just, it, it's one of those teams that could be sucked down into the championship. And that's obviously going to have serious repercussions for Southampton as a club. So they go into this game with barely any confidence. Um, and, and last weekend's result kind of showed it in performance. I mean, comical in the last 10 minutes up a man against Wolves who aren't brilliant themselves don't score a lot of goals themselves Jan Bednarek with one of the worst own goals you're going to see just kind of compounded the problems for Nathan Jones and losing that game was was massively demoralizing and so they come to Stanford Bridge maybe with you know feelings of, of just trying to keep the score down but you know as we know of Chelsea it's not the Chelsea of two three four five years ago um they may look to kickstart their season as well but um it's a team absolutely Chelsea should be favorites to beat Going into the team news from Graham Potts' press conference, uh, mostly positive. Uh, Raheem Sterling obviously had a knock before the West Ham game, wasn't involved at the London Stadium and then wasn't involved against Borussia Dortmund. But it seems like he could be in a squad to face uh, Southampton tomorrow, which is good. Ben Shearwell had a knock and came off against Borussia Dortmund in midweek. Uh, it seems like he's going to be fit again, which is positive because that'd be a real shame if, if you know he gets back into the team. He has, a, I thought, a decent showing against Dortmund and then he's back on the sideline. So hopefully he will be involved. On top of that, we've also got Wesley Fofana now back in training, was on the bench in midweek. Denis Zakaria, Mateo Kovacic. You know, a lot of players, you know, starting to... Hear that? That's the sound of the 2023 Chevy Silverado's 2.7-liter high-output turbo engine, delivering 430 pounds per foot of torque with no compromise durability. Impressive power, whether you're helping friends move or just moving some friends. Thanks! This is the sound of a family with plenty of rear seat room to enjoy the ride. And most importantly, this is the sound of you heading to your local Chevy dealer today for a test drive. Find your Silverado and find new roads. Chevrolet. Hardy's Signature Frisco Burger and Frisco Breakfast Sandwich are the kind of goodness people drive across town for. Classic favorites on a toasted sourdough bun. Only at Hardy's. Goodness in the making. Participation may vary. Get back from injury and... and Apart from the Champions League squad, we've also got now Benoit Badiashile, obviously available for the Premier League, Nordi Manawake, David Dacho Fafana, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who I, who I suspect won't be involved tomorrow, but you know he is also available for selection if Potter feels it is necessary. So let's go into my predicted 11. Uh, a 4-2-3-1, we're not changing things that radically at all with this 11. And... It's looking at the performance in midweek that I still think was positive and, and that Chelsea created a lot of good opportunities. And I, I don't think, I still don't think it was a bad performance. It was just bad in front of goal, which cost Chelsea dearly. But there are tweaks I'm going to make, uh, free tweaks, in my opinion, uh, for players I'm going to bring back in. So Kepper in goal, back four. If Ben Sherwell's fit, have him starting once again. Benoit Badiashile. Koulibaly had a solid evening against Dortmund. For all the talk around him, I think he, he proved himself... Um, at least, you know, competent, but, you know, solid on the night for Chelsea. And I think that was a good step forward for him after a lot of criticism in recent months. But I still think Benoit Badiashile has, has done enough to retain his place for recent performances. Thiago Silva, Reese James, midfield two, you know, Kovacic. You know, there's a lot of options here. You know, you can, you can't, for players who have been fit, match fit, we've got Conor Gallagher, Carney Chukameka, Mason Mount, maybe if you're going for more of a 4 3 3. But I'm going to give it to Ruben Lothar's cheek uh, because I, I just felt Ruben uh, really asserted himself well in that second half against Borussia Dortmund. You know, I've seen articles since saying that Drew Bellingham dominated the midfield. No, I, I completely disagree. And I think that Ruben was out of the two, actually, of Enzo and, and him, I think was actually a little bit better. You know, Ruben really asserted himself well and uh, showing himself 
again to be quite a valuable player for Chelsea. So it, based on all those levels like form, attributes, you know, players who I think are doing well at the moment, I, I think that Ruben may keep his place. But you have got Denis Zakaria hopefully ready to come off the bench. Matara Kovacic too, which is a real positive at this time of the season. The free binder striker, Mikhailo Mudrik, Jarao Felix and Nori Manawake. I think you can kind of go 50-50 with Hakim Ziyech and, and Nori Manawake. You know, Fraheem Sterling is back fit. Is he going to start the game instantly? I'm not entirely sure if he would. And Nori Manawake, I think, had some really decent moments against West Ham. Mikhailo Mudrik has... Hasn't quite lived up to that hype, uh, unsurprisingly, you know, that we had obviously when we saw his cameo at Anfield last month. But I, I still think there are flashes of a, of a really raw player. And I just want to see Ben Chirwell and Mudrik play together a lot more. Um, I, I just think that Chirwell, I, I always say this, I think he's such a smart fullback slash wingback. And I think he makes runs that for a player like Mudrik can be really, really helpful. You know, he can make an inward run if he needs to. He, obviously, he can go on the overlap. Uh, and I think that, that could cause real problems to a Southampton team who may be sitting deep and you need to open up space. Uh, and I think with a lot of these new players, you want to get them integrated. You want to give them more opportunities. And I think Mudrik is one of those. If it isn't Mikhailo Mudrik, then yeah, maybe Raheem Sterling plays on the left of attack or maybe Mason Mount. I think Mason Mount came off the bench for Mudrik in midweek. Um, but I'm not obviously not taking away Drow Felix. And Nori Madawake, I, I want to see a bit more of. David Datrofafana as the starting striker. Um, I, I still think this is unlikely, to be honest. Um, there are factors, you know, beyond just me thinking that he is a more suitable striker and I'd like to see Chelsea invest time into Fafana for the rest of the season. But it is a, it's a big game for Chelsea, big pressure, pressurised games where there's, there's an expectation to win and he is a raw player. But I'm looking at what Chelsea lacked, which was a finishing touch in midweek. And as well... At times when you do have those wide threats of Reese James and Ben Shewell bombing down those flanks and, and getting a lot of territory, when we're putting in balls and I'm not seeing a, a player make a run towards it, another sort of consistent frustration at Chelsea, I'm looking at players of more natural instincts who, who are going to make that run. And I think Fafana is more likely at times than, say, Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz, uh, I think, had a good link up with Joao Felix in the first half of, of Wednesday's game. But I think fading in the second, in my opinion, um, and still isn't providing the end product that I think we desperately need from that position. So it'd be a big call. I, I don't think Aubameyang is going to be starting. I mean, it would be for the narrative to, for Aubameyang to start and score tomorrow based on all the stuff that was spoken about in midweek. But I, maybe it, we'll see Fafana. But I, I still think that a lot of people would still think Kai Havertz but I, I would like to see Fofana be given a start sooner rather than later because you've brought in these young players and Fofana's one of them and we were speaking in Let's Talk Chelsea yesterday about you know Ivan Tony or strikers that Chelsea could buy in the summer I think at least for the rest of this season what's the harm in trying Fofana as a player up top for Chelsea and, and potentially uncovering someone it's not uncovering because we obviously we bought him from from Mod, but you know it's uncovering an, an option that maybe you didn't think was going to be ready you know right now or, or could offer value right now and maybe Maybe Fafana could offer that for Chelsea. Let me know your lineups in the comments below. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to watch this preview and listen to it as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Son of Chelsea and I will see you again very soon. All the best. Podcast Network.